Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Betches Media presents Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. And we're bringing something new into our Betches content offering, Care of Elise. Elise, to start us off, will you tell us about the Horoscope newsletter? Yes, there is There is a new newsletter in town. Uh, and <laughs> as far as the old newsletter I used to write is about things that are happening here on the ground. This is about what's happening in the stars. Uh, it's wow. called Blame It on Retrograde. It's a new horoscope newsletter. I write the weekly ones that go out every Monday. Our writer, I believe it's Sarah Norwicky, writes the weekend horoscopes. So it'll go out. For the weekend, so twice, <laughs> twice weekly, you'll get kind of like fun, cheeky horoscopes in your inbox. I take great care to make sure that I am giving the correct astrological information. As you do in the SUP with the correct news information. Exactly. Just as I do with the SUP, I make sure that I am reporting straight from the stars to you. <laughs> wow. To be clear, you are still writing the SUP newsletter. I am still writing the SUP newsletter. This is an additional newsletter that you can get. And I mean... It's it's exactly what you think it is. It'll come into your inbox and all of the signs will be there and you're then it'll say your horoscope. So uh, at least I'm a little worried for you because I don't want you to be like that um one reporter with Martin Screlly who fell in love because they were reporting too close. I don't want that to happen to you with the stars. With the- <laughs> I get too deep in. You're getting directly from the source. Directly you know, from the source. Yeah, don't do don't do anything unethical. Just don't freeze your eggs for a promise. Of this. But they got back together. All I'm saying is there's a new moon tonight, folks. There's a new moon <laughs> in Taurus. And um, if you got the blame it on retrograde newsletter, you would know exactly what to do about it. I have an idea for a segment. In a future segment, can you explain how the moon fucks up my period? Is Ooh. that a thing? Um, I mean, I think a scientist could explain. <laughs> Fine. I think Fine. that's actually not even astrology. I think that's just actual gravitational that's true. stuff. That is an act that's going that's on. one of the things that I always forget. Like, I actually didn't know narwhals were real. I I thought they were just fantasy, and I only <laughs> recently learned that the moon actually does have a, a gravitational pull. That's not all make believe. So yeah, I no, think that's, the moon uh, that's does more... actually do some stuff. You also would know that if you watched a uh, book, wait, season three of Avatar: The Last. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, you, uh, listen, I don't watch that. Know... Out of fealty to Catherine Bigelow. 
Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but uh, I know that we have some Avatar fans in the in our listeners. So DM me with your theories on which number three. I'll have to yeah. watch two first. Yeah, you'd have to watch two, but it's it's delightful. Uh, DM me with what tribe you think I would have belonged to. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's fire, but I'm, I'm interested to hear what you think. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So before our discussion today, we want to acknowledge, of course, the violence in Jerusalem, as we say with lots of international topics or topics involving science. I guess I just brought up science in this show, but typically (laughs) topics involving science or medicine, we do prefer to bring in experts that have the context and understand empirically what's going on. And we are working on doing that for you this week. And we'll publish that as soon as we can. If we have to do it as an extra episode, we can, but it's important to us to make sure we're sharing the best perspective that we have access to. Sammy has been covering this in the morning announcements with great care and thoughtfulness. So make sure you're listening to that day-to-day for updates because the situation is always evolving. So make sure you're catching that day-to-day. But as with every issue, consult multiple sources. Any big issue with a lot of complicated factors. You should be taking the time to consume lots of sources from lots of different outlets to understand the context. Uh, I know I can. we are obviously devastated about the death and destruction, whether innocent children should die because adults can't figure this out and repeatedly have failed to find a solution. Is It's not a question. It's not a question. It's unacceptable. I know as an American Jew, I'm devastated and disappointed to see this happen ostensibly in our name. The violence has nothing to do with what it means to be Jewish. And I know from my point of view, what they are committing this violence over is not something I want or believe in or believe in obtaining this way. And we've received a lot of messages about this and why we don't say more. And like I said, we prefer to have experts in and we're working on that, but I totally understand why, um, it was not, it felt like an omission. So of course, wanted to address it at the top today. Well, I think you did a beautiful job. I think you did a great job. I feel bad for <laughs> We're bringing all up thinking Avatar about it. <laughs> before you. <laughs> I do sometimes just feel as a comedian, like some, I, this, I feel out of my depth sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have to admit to that yeah at different at various points but um i agree i think sammy's been doing a great job on morning announcements and i'm excited to hear whoever we whoever expert we get to expertise us all and it will probably like i said have to be a series of experts yeah for sure with multiple sources that's i totally feel you that without at least like there are some things that you know i read up on and i understand and i am a comedian but you know i don't want to like dumbed down like me gathering information and stuff but definitely Mm -hmm. there are just some issues where I'm like I'm gonna take a step back and listen Mm -hmm. and that's okay like I don't have the personal experience nor do I know like the expertise or pretend to know all the ins and outs I just you know agree like you know in any situation it's wrong to kill children exactly I think that's what's important (laughs) That's what's important in this case is because these tensions do happen often to differentiate between, okay, this is another clash um, that that happens regularly, differentiate that with what is happening now, which is not a normal thing. Unfortunately, a life of fear is normal for a lot of people, almost everybody in that 
region mm -hmm. and these tensions simmer often, but it's important to distinguish when things are happening like this, where it's not acceptable. It's not proportionate. It's not what anybody wants. It's mm -hmm. not, it's different than the sort of like, it's, it's really painful to like normalize the fact that it's always brewing and sim and simmering, but as mm -hmm. much as it is complicated and when we want to defer to the experts, of course, on this podcast, we do not, we do not, we are not shy about our feelings about the police and the military committing mm -hmm. violence against civilians. So of course that is consistent wherever that is happening. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to do a little pop culture roundtable. Uh, <laughs> now now so from Israel and Palestine to Benefer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and now Benefer is back. <laughs> Sikoros and Benefer. We contain multitudes. We contain multitudes. I've been getting equal amount of DMs about all of these topics. So to get into Benefer, we'll start with a like somewhat related thing to our, although um, you guys have been loving our pop culture episodes. So we're going to keep doing them. So NBC announced recently that it will not air next year's Golden Globes after controversy surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press's lack of diversity. But there are also some questions related to financial benefits given to some of the members. These are things that I sense you two have known about and heard about for a long time and lots of detail, but are just so wild to hear as somebody like outside the in industry. The latter issue might explain why Emily in Paris scored a surprising nomination for Best Comedy Series this year when genre-enhancing projects like Insecure and I May Destroy You were not nominated. That might have been because members of the Hollywood Foreign Press were gifted a luxurious hotel stay in connection mm -hmm. with Emily in Paris with a press junket there. And that type of stuff happens regularly. The award show went to NBC in the first place after it was basically kicked off CBS for a similar controversy involving gifts and favors. And this is even more shameful. The LA Times reported in February that the group has no black members of its 87 members. The Hollywood Foreign Press sought to quell this particular criticism by promising to bring in black journalists. To do so, it would increase its ranks from 87 members to 100 members. I don't know. That always feels weird. It's like, okay, you can't just decide that 13 white people maybe don't have to be there. <laughs> like, why do you have to dilute everybody's voice? But that might yeah, be just and it's also just I don't know. It feels like one of those things where I'm like, you have to disband the whole thing and just redo mm -hmm. it. Like everyone, sure, yeah. everyone's membership just has to be up for review mm -hmm. and like new like you you can't it it's just we need a bit a clean sweep of this. And yeah, I mean I feel like also too, you know, I, I don't know if it's you know, 87 white people or, but like, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to gather that, you know, they're like, people are like, there's no black members, but like, there's probably very little Latinx, very little Asian, very little native. And as, as we, you know, as thankfully the landscape is changing with um, representation, uh, we need a, you know, it doesn't matter if the people rewarding things aren't really reflecting that either. Um, and also, didn't the, didn't the Martian win best comedy movie? <laughs> well, for, yeah, I mean, the Globes are always like fucking weird too. Like they're the weirdest award show. They're the one where people are like drunk the whole time, the like whole visibly, time. visibly turned up and like yeah. fucked up the entire time. So. I mean, the, the Golden Globes are like of the awards. They're kind of a joke. But at the same time, it's like it's not a joke for the people whose careers are made by winning these awards. Like, I just remember a few years ago, I, Gina Rodriguez won 
a Golden Globe. And that was like, I'm sure that helped her career a lot. And that was incredible because she she is good on Jane the Virgin. So it's just, you know, it's just, yeah, it's like goes back to that thing from a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Oscars of like, you know, how how much importance do we give to like we know that these things are rigged we know that these things quote unquote don't matter but they do and they have impact and it's just so fucked up and i feel like the indie spirit of world words needs like all the our fun and like needs the acclaim that the hollywood foreign press gets yeah but that's because yeah. I, i'm more likely to have one win an indie spirit award <laughs> in the oh, indie spirit award is more in your grasp <laughs> than, a, than a golden globe yeah. What's interesting about the Hollywood Foreign Press is that I'm not able to find the specific um, makeup, but there are a number of members of color, and that is because it is a foreign press. Um, so um, there are people from Asian countries who represent Asian countries and Southeast Asian countries and um, Latin American countries. So there's a fair there's a fair amount of, I guess, ethnic diversity because it's it's people from different countries. But um, in a sense, that almost makes it even even ickier that there's no black people. Right. Yeah, that's kind of crazier that they they're like oh we have all these countries represented but just especially also because doesn't nigeria have like a really like um it's like a really like their own bollywood yeah basically they have like a a really huge film industry there really huge exactly yeah um huge film industry and i will also say that um you know to provide an other layer of nuance is that like a lot of Latin America, you know, just because it's Latin American, you know, does not mean that it's not white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, we could talk about whiteness in Latin America and we certainly you know, a lot. A la- uh, let me just say a white person in America probably doesn't have a living servant <laughs> and they do in Latin America. And that's all. And, and when there's TV shows with Latinx people, it's always a white Latinx person from mm-hmm. Latinx. That's a whole thing. But yes. Uh, but so, yes, like there's there's different um, countries represented, but I'm not also 100 percent confident in the representation there. either. Yeah. Yeah. Because my sense from how the awards and the nominations has flopped is that the, like there's a specific failure to acknowledge the creativity based on experiences of black people in America. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just so weird. Like our entertainment is completely originated across all platforms by black people. And you have one black person in the Hollywood Forum press. It's insane. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. 
Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So celebs are reacting in interesting fashion. Um, this move, as I said, came after the year's show had the lowest rating since the 1990s. That's for a number of factors. It was the pandemic. I don't think Amy and Tina are to blame. But Tom Cruise has returned his awards in protest. Three wow. of them. Oh, okay, apparently Tom. had all three of them delivered straight to the front desk of the Hollywood Foreign Press Office, which would be so baller. I wish he were not in a cult. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I want to know why he did it. And then yeah. also, like, <laughs> is it to take the heat off of that video, that that leaked audio of him screaming at people? But wasn't he screaming to defend the crew in that video? Wasn't he saying, like, put your fucking mask on or something? I still don't think anyone should be <laughs> screaming at employees. Fair enough. That's true. And I, I read some context and it was like he was an asshole. But um, yeah, I mean, it was like we have COVID violations and stuff, but then it's just like, yeah, well, then shut down production. Right, like, right, right. And yeah. they'll do it. And then I think it was literally like people were wearing masks, but like close together, huddled over a screen or two. Okay. Like that's what, but anyway. Yeah, it wasn't actually it wasn't actually to protect the other people. It was because he personally didn't like that people were cluttered. And uh, yeah, I mean, who's to say? But I'm also just like, I want to know, did he why did Tom Cruise return them? You know, is it because? Yeah, Zenu told him <laughs> he Ooh. needed the shelf space. Yeah, His horoscope yeah. told him to <laughs> Zenu. Because it was part of going clear or whatever. <laughs> oh, true, true. Yeah. And meanwhile, Scarlett Johansson says that she now is refusing to participate in any Hollywood Foreign Press Association conferences after, quote, facing sexist questions and remarks by certain members that bordered on sexual harassment. This is so common. We've all seen 
in the past decade, a press junket where somebody says something out of control. But I also, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm like the shitty people on Twitter that I, that I personally lament, but my first reaction is like, then don't play Asian people, Scarlet. Like then don't, that is the Mm. issue. I don't know. It's just in this case, two people that have not always been the most, um, I don't know the adjective. Yeah, it is interesting. The two that have chosen to speak out. I mean, maybe Scarlet is evolving. We'll give, but I, I have seen videos, insane videos of Scarlett Johansson in particular on, on press junkets where guys have like grabbed her boob. Jesus. Oh, yeah. so, so that's straight up sexual assault. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's the year. I wonder if this was the Oscars or the Globes, but it's the year where she wore a red dress and looked great and her boobs looked great as they always do because she's Scarlett Johansson. And a reporter literally grabbed her boob. Jesus. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yes. so she's not doing any more and, of that. And, you know, she played an you know, she played an Asian and she tried to play a trans person, but that doesn't mean that she deserves. Well, it was what she harassment. said, right? Yeah, well, it's what she said about, she said, I should be able to play whoever I want. Whatever. I'm not really looking to Scarlett Johansson for political stuff. I will also say that Brendan sure. Fraser um, had a controversy with the Hollywood Foreign Press where they actually they assaulted him. And is, then is it he, related yeah. to the Hollywood it Foreign is, Press? It is. And then he called them out. No one supported him and he was blacklisted. And that's why um, that's why he hasn't done a movie in so long. It, you got come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that story came out, but I didn't remember that that it was, was like Hollywood Foreign Press. I yeah. knew that that had happened to him, but I did not. Sorry, I did not realize the connection to the Hollywood Foreign Press. And didn't they make up an entire fake article of Drew Barrymore quotes in an airplane magazine or something? That is also <laughs> true. That is also true. They made I mean, up a fake article with Drew Barrymore being like, Drew Barrymore said this. And Drew Barrymore was like, what the fuck? It's just so funny. Honestly, that that's satire, though. That's, I could make a fake Drew Barrymore quote article <laughs> with stuff from that talk show. <laughs> Have you seen Supercuts of yes. like, the talk oh, show? amazing i would love to do that the person that does the impression of her on snl is is so good is it chloe Feynman? i feel like it's gotta be yes it is it is it is it's just so crazy that you realize like the hollywood foreign press is so janky and they're the ones that put on this like glitzy actors party every year but so you guys mentioned like it really is a bummer that the hollywood foreign press has not been able to implement these reforms to be able to move forward with this award show that does really benefit people if they are if they are honored during it. So I'm curious, like, are the Golden Globes really meaningful in the industry? What positive impact do they have? And like, what is the overall negative impact if they don't move forward long term? And NBC has said, we're not doing it next year. We're on track to do 2023 if you guys can get your shit together. But does not having them the Golden Globes for a year impact the industry and how it functions? I just personally, as, as a comedian feel like there are not, there's not enough respect for comedy and not enough like venues to reward comedy. Not to say that the Hollywood foreign press has been doing a good job of awarding, awarding like comedies that I feel like are really well created or anything but it has that potential and there's another award like I feel like the Emmys yeah it's you know it's just very obvious who's getting nominated and who but I feel like 
um, with the with the Golden Globes, there was that like chance of a of an insecure or of a whatever to be able to to make it there. Whereas, you know, again, Emmys are just kind of like COVID or late night COVID, you know, all the same shit. So in that way, it makes me kind of sad to have to not have that um, opportunity or that that venue Mm -hmm. um, out. But at the same time, like. It, it it sucks. So yeah, <laughs> it's like I can't feel that bad. And as you you were right, um, The Martian did win Best Comedy that year, and after that, the Golden Globes actually reformed the category a little bit. Yeah, that wasn't a, strictly a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's just I will say that I think they're probably the least prestigious of like the big awards. Mm-hmm. Um, but right under the Kids Choice Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, a kid's choice award is very prestigious. Those are hard to get, but <laughs> you got to get slimed. You got to get slimed. But, <laughs> Love it. But um, at the end of the day, like um, winning an award means more eyes on your stuff, means more money for your next project, means the show gets mm-hmm. greenlit. Like it does mean mm-hmm. a lot like financially and career wise for the people who get the awards and who like get the buzz uh based off of that and like yeah your show if your show wins a golden globe like you're probably your network's probably going to throw some more money your way like mm-hmm. you know emily in paris is coming back like <laughs> so have you guys read like the creator's sort of backstory about that about what the- about emily in paris about how it's good <laughs> it was created by the sex in the city guy Oh, was it? Oh, I thought Darren Starr. Yeah, he did Emily in Paris too. He did Emily in Paris. <laughs> I'm in you like, Google research, research, research. I just know. Um, oh, it was a prank. It was a prank rant. I almost fake news this podcast. <laughs> oh, the girl, the Abby. <gasps> yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's joking. Yeah, she, that's her whole bit. Is that she wrote it's a really Emily good in Paris? But she, yeah, there was like one where it's like the the creators are gonna find um, or are gonna like assimilate more to um, French culture in <laughs> season two, and then she writes on Twitter like, "Yeah, we're gonna bully some more Islamic people." <laughs> oh Lord, oh, God. Uh, it's like French culture. Well, yeah. if you're French, don't DM me um, unless no, you have an avatar opinion that I care about. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to put it is that it totally like changes the incentives for how things like because who won a bunch at the at the last one? Was it was it Schitt's Creek that won everything? Oh, Schitt's Creek won and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge won for Fleabag. I know I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend had one. Oh, yeah. Like, um, what is it? Her name? Samantha Bloom. Mm -hmm. Um, Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom. I'm sorry. And um, Jane the Virgin had like those shits are not getting fucking Emmys. Right. You know, Miss Maisel won some shit. Mm-hmm. Maisel That's, does get Emmys, though. Miss Maisel, Maisel, Maisel gets tons of Emmys. Yeah. But is Rachel Brosnahan getting Emmys? Yeah. Okay, well. She, there I go. she, she, she did get the Emmy? <laughs> she got an Emmy. She got an Emmy. She got that Emmy. She story. wore yellow. I remember. Oh, I yes, remember. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I remember the yellow dress because I was like, I don't know if white people should be wearing yellow, but (laughs) (laughs) nothing racist. I'm just not sure that's the color that doesn't carry it. She's very alabaster. Yeah, she is alabaster. She's an alabaster queen. Yeah. Speaking of award winners. (laughs) So our next few stories deal in 2021's most meaningless phrase, cancel culture. 
Yesterday, The Guardian framed an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow around her admission that she broke down and ate bread during the pandemic. This is These are our top line news stories without Trump that bubbles up on Twitter. I she love said, it. I love quote, it. Me too. She said, quote, I was drinking seven nights a week and making pasta and eating bread. I went totally off the rails. I mean, who drinks multiple drinks seven days a week? So The Guardian tweeted this story with like, they didn't do the interview. It was from a random podcast. They tweeted the story with sort of a baby prompt to share your own lowest point during the pandemic. And there was this weird reaction to that. Like, I don't know if people were mad at The Guardian or Gwyneth Paltrow for like daring to suggest that uh, succumbing to simple carbohydrates is a low point during a year where people died from COVID. We had tons of police brutality. We had crazy hate crimes against just like anybody who's not a straight white man. We didn't know who was going to be president. We didn't for know who was going to be president. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel that every day. I mean, yeah. I did not personally find this discourse damaging. Did you guys? I mean, it's like, it's not like Gwyneth Paltrow was like, my eating bread was the worst thing that ever happened. She just told a story about her own quarantine and the Guardian framed it in like this clickbaity, shitty way. That's how I feel. My favorite is like this one girl's like, oh, how about when my sister died? And then yeah. she immediately under it tweeted, no, my sister didn't die. I was just making a. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the Internet is like. I think it's stupid, whatever. But then again, it is out of context. And like for somebody who eats like for the creator of Goop, eating carbohydrates is like probably me eating McDonald's seven days a week. Like I'm not going to be great, feel great about it, but cause I know I can probably eat something a little bit better for me. And she probably has a private vegan chef that like, if I had a private vegan chef, um, I would not eat bread at all either, but I don't. So yeah, that's a good point. Like yeah. she has multiple, multiple options in front of her before she decides to eat bread. <laughs> Like she can get some fake bread, like she could do anything, but she's saying, I took it this far, which made me curious. Uh, what was either share? I don't want to say share your lowest point because that sounds tough, but what was the weirdest meal you guys made during the pandemic? Hmm. <laughs> and I, there was a, there was a few days span where I was eating a lot of hot dogs. Like <laughs> I would go and, and, and like cut up onions and eat hot dogs and chips. I did. I think I did that for like a week or two. When? <laughs> Early. I'm curious. Like, I'm thinking like March or April. Like, and then you know, I, I've I've made some fucking insane. I fried chicken, which I've never done. Like, I made like fried chicken from this really difficult recipe, and in my yeah. So that was crazy. But I think yeah, I think probably the hot dog and eating White Castle burgers and hot dogs. Uh, and tater tots for like a few days straight was my lowest point. Yeah, I, okay, well, I have a new meal that I invented called tamale salad, which is <laughs> where I heat up these tamales that I get and then I squish the tamale um, in some salad greens and I put green goddess dressing on that and voila, you have a tamale honestly, salad. Gorgeous. <laughs> honestly, sounds really good. Sounds tamale like sweet salad green. is delicious. Yeah, it sounds like sweet green would charge $18. For <laughs> Absolutely. They would, they would sprinkle some chia seeds on that and charge like 
you know, a casual 25 bucks. Um, But yeah, so there's tamale salad. And then my indulgent crazy thing that has come into my life is that a couple of times I'll just order. There's like a sweet crepe place near me. Mm. And I've had a lot of late night crepes. Where it's like, am I really doing this? Am I really going to get... And you're like, it's a pandemic. I'm going to just do it. Yeah, am I really going to get a crepe filled with ice cream? Like, it's 10.30 p.m. Is it happening? And it's always... As soon as, like, the thought comes into my mind, like, we're on the path. It's definitely happening. I don't hate that at all. No, I mean, it's... It's delicious. I feel terrible after. I feel yeah. horrible, horrible. I do that terrible with the... for days. <laughs> days? Yeah. Well, because yeah. it's just like then I go to bed and my I really shouldn't be having all that dairy. So right, then exactly. I wake up and I'm not good. Like there's just a long fallout actually from eating a crepe filled well, with ice cream at 10:30 p.m. Now we're in different categories because I feel like are we talking about food that we've made or food that we've ordered because we're honey, talking about been... low point with regard to food. So it yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. I feel like making fried chicken that sounds like a high point. That's a high that's a high point because yeah. I'm saying honey white castle but I'm um, saying like McDonald's and Taco Bell has been ordered on seamless. Yes, and if, you've done that explicitly because you're like fuck it it's a pandemic sometimes I'm like I don't want to leave my house but it's the, like it's the Gwyneth rationale <laughs> yeah but Amanda I know you got some good ones you live in the city so I feel like you have access to crazier shit yeah I don't have crazy I mean I do order um you can get basically like a a, a tiramisu that's in like a boat from <laughs> from La, Cap- La Pecora Bianca which is close to oh, us yeah. and uh it's great. It's just crazy when you like think about it and you're like, oh my God, like I spent $32 to get yeah. this to my house. But that's yeah. when I'm like, it's a, it's an unprecedented health event in our, in our globe's history. That so is I the other thing must. is that the crepe is extremely expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what it is. It's like, what? but then I'm like, am I going to really make a crepe in my own house? No, no, I'm, ne- I'm never going to, I'm never going to. So um, that's is that your low point is ordering a tiramisu because that sounds like that sounds like a high low point points to me. are just that I can accidentally go and, and this is bad because I try to watch it but I just get busy and don't think about it and I'll go like four days without eating a vegetable and like yeah. all I eat is like egg in a hole for three meals and like yeah. that's not I need a I should just order a tiramisu but I think the lowest point is when I'm like oh my god I feel like shit and then it's like because I haven't had a green thing in four days yeah. I, that was literally me a few days ago. Um, and I was like, I just went on New York Times and looked up a bunch of veggie, <laughs> like veggie recipes. Because I'm like, I need to cook something with a lot of vegetables exactly. and eat it and like just shit all this stuff out. The best I've eaten is definitely when we've had like sponsors that have very vegetable heavy things. And oh. then my body is literally like, oh, my God. Yeah, my body goes into shock. I mean, I definitely remember one of the sponsors and I was like. Amanda, Elise, I don't think I've shit this much. And I didn't even know it was possible to shit six or seven times in a day. I mean, that's what happens when you get all that roughage. I am also curious if any of us have hit a pandemic low point, depending on how you look at it, experienced by Miss Jennifer Lopez, which is uh, revisiting a a paramour with a a possibly toxic ex. You have? For (laughs) sure. Uh, Yes. Yes, that was that I broke. I broke quarantine. (gasps) when it wasn't Ben Affleck for your benefit um uh it was 
in June of last year. So it sounds like like mid-June, probably like so, right? We went in, so like three months into quarantine and I was alone for two months. Mm-hmm. And then eating I hot had dogs in White Castle. Eating hot dogs in White Castle. And I'm feeling like shit alone. And here comes my ex just gassing me up. Like, yo, come on. And I'm like, honestly, I don't want to talk to you unless we're getting married. And he's like, sure. And he would send me <gasps> pictures of rings. And I'm like, okay, let's get married. I'm serious. And then he's like, would just not, not get, you know, just yeah. persist, 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 persist. And then I finally, I'm like, listen, like, if you do this, like, if we have sex again, like, you can't ghost me again. <laughs> and we and had sex again. It was just okay. <laughs> very, he's very hot, though. God damn it. He's so damn hot. But I feel like Jennifer Lopez is saying the same stuff about yep. Ben Affleck right now. Yeah. Like, they just break. <laughs> it's just literally like, this guy's always like, you know, like, literally every month for the past three or four. <laughs> three or four years he's been hitting me up hitting me up hitting and then when I'm in a low point when I break down when I hit my low I let him in and I instantly regret it oh poor Jennifer she was like if I see this adorable man struggling with his Dunkin cups on my feed one more time exactly she probably just was like she couldn't resist and like I agree and um you know so hot but what do you think Jennifer Garner's thinking Jennifer's Jennifer's probably done it too. Yeah, you don't think Jennifer's like, fucked her baby daddy? Are you oh, kidding of course. me? If, this, if, if, if there was any Christmas where either of them were single, it's happening. Yeah, come on. And the only thing, the only reason why we know like this is because J Lo just had a very public breakup. Mm-hmm. But with A Rod, which honestly is Dominican and Republic, like. The Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico's marriage alliance, <laughs> like in the old days, we had an alliance, you know, and maybe we'll get one. Maybe Ana de Armas goes to A-Rod, mm-hmm. who knows, and we'll get a Cuban-Dominican alliance. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's it's crazy. J-Lo is uh, real sad. So, anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm here to represent Boston and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> guess Sometimes what? There's a lot of Dominican just... Dominicans in an alliance true. with Boston. Oh, but she's Puerto Rican. Never mind. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yes. Famously. Famously from the block. Well, yes. New York, New York and Boston need to come together. Yeah. We will be watching that um, very important top line political story, of course, and <laughs> giving you updates. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Finally today, one horse trainer is saying nay to cancel culture. (laughs) Stop Stop it. (laughs) So the question, what, this is quite a show. (laughs) The stories today just came together. No, no, I chose the stories. There was nothing good political to talk about. So the question. Hit the hay to (laughs) open 
<laughs> Definitely. So the question of whether the winner of last month's Kentucky Derby, Magina Spirit, has been given inadmissible amounts of anti-inflammatory drugs has somehow become a far-right talking point. Bob Baffer, the owner who just scored his seventh derby win, where he owns horses that win, claimed Monday that the horse is a victim of cancel culture and that the test sample or the horse itself could have been contaminated. Let's who contaminated listen. my horse? Who contaminated my horse? You Can you believe they went back to my horse's uh, timeline and they saw tweets from 11 <laughs> <Yeah>. years ago? <laughs> Yeah, and my horse, uh, they were young. Uh, that was the climate uh, when they were in high school. <laughs> uh, they don't know what they're doing. And it's it's unfortunate that my horse got canceled like that. Cancel culture has gone way too far. Do you far. see what happened to Brett Kavanaugh? You see what happened to Brett Kavanaugh? I you can't just think... swing your dick at people anymore. <laughs> what is wrong with America? I don't think we can be holding horses accountable for things they said when they was just a foal. Okay. Here's the thing. When horse dicks are out, it is upsetting. It is. No, it really is upsetting. (laughs) We get really serious about that. No, that's wrong. Horse dicks. Let's listen to what Bob Baffert said last night on Fox News. The name. Churchill Downs came out with that statement. That was pretty harsh. And um, I think they had to just, you know, it, it's, you know, with all the noise going out, out, you know, we live in a different world now. This this America is different. And uh, this it was like a cancel culture kind of a, a thing. So they're reviewing it. Well, this is why horses don't speak out. And because they're afraid that they're going to be silenced by cancel culture. For real. It's fucked up. Um... Beffert went on to claim that the horse could have licked a wall that had the drug on it saying that tests, the tests detect for such small levels. But about an hour Happens ago, he admitted all the time about an hour ago, he admitted uh, that the horse had used ointment or if somebody had used ointment, mm. the horse was like, I got a, I got a sore. And, and maybe that, which to me sounds like I like put CBD cream on my knee and licked it. And suddenly I'm, I have a toxic performance enhancing yeah. substance. Don't tell the kids in Brooklyn that the the walls in Kentucky are lined with horse drugs. Yeah. They'll all go crazy and lick them all up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, officer, I just licked the wall. And it, there were drugs. Somebody needs to look into this wall. Um, it's crazy. There's so many great things. So many things, right? Uh, like the, the fact that this is horses, the fact that his name is Bob Baffert, but most importantly, which is a bigger issue, which we should have a cancel culture of because Republicans and the right love abusing the word cancel culture and they love saying cancel culture. They don't know what it means. Um, and it means Republic- anything. It Republicans- means anything that they're talking about. It means horses. <laughs> you and can tell he just ran out of things to say. Everybody, like Republicans, are the first fucking people to cancel people. They want to cancel Starbucks. They wanted to cancel Nike. What the fuck do you call Colin Kaepernick? What the, you know what I mean? And they have no. But then everyone's it's a cancel culture, right? Like shut up. Um, and also, yeah, fuck your horse. <laughs> but not really. Horse sticks are huge. <laughs> I. <laughs> So I'm confused and I know that there's, I know it's again, my, my classic trap that I stumble into on the podcast where I'm trying to apply logic to an illogical thing, but 
So is he saying that the whore? What's interesting here is he's acting like the the people are um, like like slandering the horse. He the central issue here is that the horse does not make its own decisions about what it ingests. That's mm-hmm. animals well, don't yeah. an, domesticated animals don't do that. So he's literally like you're just trying to cancel the horse. It's strange because he's saying I think we were getting, he's saying we didn't use this yet we're getting canceled for using it. Oh, okay, so well, he's saying that they didn't use the or the, the that's drugs what he has said so far. Or that now it's that it's ointment. Right. Correct. Well, I feel like I feel like in any sport, human or horse, um, I feel like everybody does steroids (laughs) and the name of the game and and like everybody does performance enhancement drugs. The name of the game is to stay update to get the ones that aren't detected by the latest tests or whatever. And like there were maybe times where maybe the drugs i mean another interpretation i have is like maybe he could he he has before gotten away with mm-hmm. doing this kind of shit um but now the newest like test doesn't let you slide yeah so. he has been flagged with at least 30 medication violations over his four decade <laughs> okay. career but like um, this is the yeah. one where he w- probably won big yes. and they're actually going to take it away where like maybe before in the past they were like, oh, whatever, it's too late. We don't want to like make a big deal about it. But now they're like, no, we're making a big deal about it. And he's like, cancel culture. Right, me exactly. my horse. Let me give drugs to my horse. Like it's America, honey. Yeah. I was thinking what you were thinking, Elise, is that like, oh, we already have such a context with horse drugs. It's like these poor horses. And OK, so Donald Trump has weighed in. Oh, God. From oh, the no. desk? Is it from, <laughs> from the, the desk, desk of Donald, from the desk of Donald Trump? Donald Trump? Today we have just <laughs> <laughs> From the Zango of fucking, Donald Trump. Yeah, from the fucking Mar-a-Lago uh, <laughs> yeah, beach desk. He has called the horse a junkie. He said from the <laughs> desk of Donald Trump, so now even our Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, is a junkie. And this is emblematic of what is happening to our country. The whole world is laughing at us as we go to hell on our borders, our fake presidential election, <laughs> and everywhere else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Only he called the horse a junkie. No one, no one was saying that about the horse. Number one. Nobody was saying that. But also, like, the whole, the the word the country's going to hell. Because the whole world is laughing to us as we go to hell. Honestly, go off. Honestly, bars. That is. That the is whole legit. world is like, did you hear that Medina Spirit used an ointment with a banned anti-inflammatory? I'm I sure just... the whole world is laughing at us for many other reasons, mainly because of your bitch ass. <laughs> That's it. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, this is a great opportunity for me to say, don't say junkie. It's not nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're not saying that about people. We're not saying about horses. It's actually yeah. fucked up. I'm actually like, happy Donald Trump said this because now you can say, well, I don't want to be like Donald Trump, so I'm not going to say junkie. It's just um, a very uncharitable way to refer to people struggling with substance abuse, especially and, if they're an animal. And if he's struggling, we should get him. We should get Medina Spirit the help he needs. I know. It's a disease, Trump. Yeah. It's a disease that people struggle with. And you know, and 40 by vi- 30 violations, relapses happen. Yeah. Um, but also so funny 
that he he threw in the election. Like yeah. it is so funny that he but he didn't and, even know what side to take. It was like, no, 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 no. On Fox, they're calling it cancel culture. They help you. You're doing it all wrong. So I wonder if later he's gonna come, he's gonna come out. I mean, I didn't I didn't mean that horse. I meant the other horse is a junkie. Terrible. I meant junkie in a good way. Now our beautiful Kentucky Derby horse is a junkie. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Even, Big beautiful horse. Going to hell, including the people that didn't that certified this election. It, it really does feel like that last line. The whole world is laughing at us as we go to hell on our borders and our fake presidential election and everywhere else. I think he just tacks that on to any statement regarding yeah. anything. It's so like, it's a bit today. It's about the Kentucky Derby horse. You know, tomorrow it'll be about something else. He just that's just kind of that's his email signature. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, it sounds like the beginning of a thread. Like this is emblematic of what is happening in our country in this essay. I thread. will, but he does not. He just says, right. Am I right? <laughs> but you can like add that onto like anything, right? It's like, that's true. In this, li- in, in the latest toddler pa- beauty pageant is emblematic. emblematic of why everyone is what's happening with this country and why the whole world is laughing at us. I can't believe honey boo boo child. She's 15 now. I really right. should figure Emblematic. out. Emblematic. Emblematic. Well, that is our show today. We will come back to some politics tomorrow until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.